0: Hi! Hi, and welcome to Fortified Niche, the inaugural episode, the uh, wipe check of a podcast about smaller war games. So basically anything that's not Warhammer 40k or War Machine. Uh, I am uh, internet forums poster, game reviewer, and Twitter nobody, JC Dent. Uh, and I'm I'm Twitter superstar Casa.
1: So my pronouns are he and him <laughs> oh yeah oh, Woke. Well, yeah. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i also have
0: pronouns he, he him and uh yeah we kind of got to vibing over uh, goon discords and we talked about a lot about smaller games so one day i suggested we do a podcast because as a straight white male, it's somehow,
1: yeah
0: feels somehow like, so it's, <laughs> like what? Yeah, there's nothing else to do with like, I don't know, straight male. Yeah, it's just, just one of those things that's missing in my life, you know, having a podcast about something. And this is, since this is, this is the nichest hobby that I have of all of my hobbies, this is where it naturally went. Makes a lot of so, sense to me. Yeah. So for today, I thought that it would be a nice idea to try a small game that many people at least should try to know, and it's called uh, One-Page Rules. When it was previously called One-Page Rules. It's a Grim Dark Future now. At least the, the one that we're trying to look into today is Grim Dark Future Was it Grim Dark Futures? Five now. Yeah, like, oh yeah, it's Grim Dark Future. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, they did, they did a lot of branching out into like you know fantasy and smaller games and bigger games. But this is, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one that started it all, the the inception of the phenomenon, so to speak. It seems to be that way. I'm
1: not...
0: um, Age of Fantasy 1. I'm not going
1: to... Yeah,
0: yeah. So, this one is basically a guy's attempt to make Warhammer 40k that plays fast and doesn't feel like pulling teeth. And it seems relatively successful. Yeah, I mean, the branching out seems to attest to that, uh, considering the many tiers of Add-ons it has,
1: and his Patreon as well. just have like has like three thousand plus people on there now. They hit their other milestone recently, oh, damn. Which is pretty cool. Oh, sorry, 3,700 patrons. Patrons, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: that's not not bad for a fan-made uh, rule set for forty uh, K and stuff. Especially with only
1: yeah two tiers.
0: And it also has two tiers damage. It's going to become Chapel Trap House of uh, smaller rookies. Good luck to him. Um, let's not forget that it also has like papercraft miniatures and um, also 3D printed miniatures uh, as partnerships and stuff. It's kind of big. Yeah, and their 3D stuff is really cool. I was poking through that as oh, well yeah. recently.
1: Um, their alien hives are just tremendous. Great mix of um, tyrannids and like xenomorphs, the aliens, aliens.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff, and their feudal yeah. guard, the fun, kings. like, yeah, yeah, it's really inspired yeah.
1: stuff. I'm not they... big on the duchies of Finny, but that's also like, it's not bad. It's just not my thing.
0: Well, we can all agree that their uh, the tomb king, tomb kings, tomb kings give Manticron for their money. Oh, for sure. So uh, basically, like a rule set meant to play 40k, uh, grimdark future doesn't really have a setting, though they try to refer to one in their uh, intros to their army books. Uh, and the setting is supposed to be some sort of serious sector where uh, 40k with numbers filed off is <laughs> happening. The- <laughs> I mean, there are some differences. Uh, uh, Like, the Sisters of Battle have their own goddess queen or god queen. As they broke off from Space Marines once, god emperor declared only guys can participate. So but it's just an excuse plot. We know what we're here to do. We're here to play 40k. Yeah, 3D printer and miniatures. Oh, the 2D
1: cutouts are also really cool. Like, I'm not going to. Fault someone who wants some little pe- standees. God. And they've been putting out a lot of, um, like, just straight up fiction books. Like, you, you mean, like, actual novels and stuff? I want to say yes. Maybe I misread what was being offered. <laughs> yeah, like, lots of narrative campaigns. Well, yeah, yeah. And the that's boxes. That that's, like, like, paid insane paid. <laughs> What now? They have a starter, a starter set on um, Wargame Vault. Oh
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Core rules, stat cards, and um yeah, standees for two armies. Orc marauders and battle brothers. As well as a terrain pack and play tokens. Like it seems pretty pretty complete if you want to get into this
0: game. But like for five dollars, like that's that's nothing. Yep, yep. And even the free stuff is really good. Like you get Battlescribe files.
1: Yeah, and Battlescribe is fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, their Battlescribe is more functional than 40k's official app, or at least, as far as I'm concerned, the official 30k files on uh, on Battlescribe, which are run by yeah. insane bastards. <laughs> but yeah, so for uh, the low, low price of $0, you get quite a lot, and for, what you say, like 5 bucks, you get quite a bit more. And it's a lot easier to justify, like... I don't know just speaking
1: as a very poor person like but their, their price points are much more approachable than 40k like you can spend just three dollars and get all of their paper minis and even their my mini factories um files aren't absurd Then you gotta have a printer with someone to print them which is also its own um point but we're not talking about miniatures today we're talking about rules i think Well, we'll be
0: talking about miniatures a lot later because like, you know, I cribbed the structure for the podcast from I I don't even know a television basically almost even though It's a podcast about bad books and this is supposed to be a podcast about good games So the next part The next part is the rules Uh, I don't have a jingle. I don't have a jingle for any of these parts. I am uh, Not a musician. So yeah, the rules. Uh, What can you tell us about the rules?
1: Um, they're super, maybe too simple, I think. It's just, um, if you're familiar with the guys pool systems in any games, it's um, amount of d6s you have, some you just have one per guy or per weapon, and then you roll that and you're looking for your success value, the quality value, and then your opponent will roll their defensive value, and it's just equal to or higher on a d6 successes. Sixes always succeed, ones always fail. Which is a
0: weird thing for later on, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, the defense values is basically a thing that only appeared in the game after they released it as Grimdark Future, because when original one-page rules were around, units all only had the quality value, so basically your shooting stat was also your armor save, and I really appreciate uh, the break they did for, the, for this part. Especially since it allows the uh, Space Marines to have a 2 plus save.
1: Yeah, because now they're all 3 plus 2 plus rather than just 3 plus 3 plus.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't even remember what, what it was in the uh, original version. <laughs> Though the curious thing is with how they're uh, very liberal about what gets made into an, an army, their 3D model range for Feudal Guard, which they made in cooperation with maker's cult so the feudal guard when you look at the rules it's basically kind of like the human defense force which is the imperial guard but with carapace armor which is uh, four plus safe so they get so they shoot and hit and fight people on a five plus but they get better armor safe than a regular guard oh
1: yeah make like the really fancy um still fights oh wow yeah yep
0: yep um. Yeah, and the army building is qu- quite easy in this game. You basically have a... Uh, or is it a little bit early? Yeah, it's a bit early about army building. <laughs> to talk oh, about that's... army building. Uh, so the mechanic... I will tell oh. the... No, no, no. Sorry. I'll tell the editor to cut this shit out, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, some kick yeah control, the... the... We're just doing yeah, just... The... Just do it in order. Yeah, the basic... The basic not even the base the core rules, not even the basic rule book, which also exists as a thing. the core rules use somewhat closer to the original content of one page because like the rules to run the game are explained in a single page and but there's also the second page that uh, uh, explains the thing that Warhammer no longer does, which is the universal special rules.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing to lose. I quite, I quite like to use those special rules
0: because you could just, you would know them. Be like, oh, your guy also has
1: that. Cool, my guy has that. I yeah. know how it works. Rather than like, oh no, I've got this. What does that
0: do? Yeah, I have, I have set them up in teleportarium You have a pair from the warp. They do exactly the same thing, but they're called differently. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, that's one of those things that Eighth uh, Edition and now Ninth Edition did. Uh, did not good did not do well. Aside that that and being too worthy with all these abilities. When they say if you use the teleportarium, say that your unit is set up in a teleportarium. A unit set up in a teleportarium can then do because there's like there's nothing else that interacts with say a unit set up in a t- teleportarium. There's no rule that says like you un- select an enemy unit that's set up in teleportarium and stuff. Yeah,
1: someone's getting paid by the way for that.
0: Uh, somebody should pay for that, <laughs> and they will. Yeah. So yeah,
1: even before like how before the game t- tells you how to play the game with like their quality tests and their modifiers, they bring up the worst rule a rule that I hate—um, because it advocates all game design responsibility. And this is in tabletop games as well. It's the most important rule. You know, if the rules are unclear. Just use common sense and personal preference. Quotation marks. Have
0: fun. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. I usually agree with you in that because when when something like that crops up on the uh, on a finished product that you paid money for and they say well the anything is unclear do whatever and I'm like thanks I paid money to you for this uh, possibility to do my own game design because like because like yeah this is a, this is such a nonsense way to leave stuff unfinished but I think it's somewhat Justified in this game since like, you know, you have the conceit of one page and you also have the fun pricing of zero dollars. That's that's fair. Um,
1: it's just, I feel it's weird to see it in role-playing, in war games. You see it a lot more in role-playing games with like as a rule zero. But also, that also serves it more of like, rather than working it out or rolling dice for it, it's the GM is always right. Which is kind of what this feels like it's hearing towards.
0: But... Yeah, but the, the difference, I guess, with war games is that you don't have a GM. You you have two people, which are mm. interested in. Uh, I well, you're always interested in winning. I don't know if I have I, if I'll ever achieve that like you know level <laughs> of sportsmanship where I'm just interested in the game. So like both of you are somewhat invested in winning. So, adjudicating stuff to common sense and personal preference uh, becomes really hard. Oh, totally. And, you know, com- common sense isn't common, so...
1: Yeah, that's fair. To have a, a fallback mechanism is important and useful but to be like, well, the rule that this says is, so
0: let's just go with what this rule says. Hmm, hmm. I mean, it could be better. It could be better phrased with roll a dice. But then again, roll a dice is basically the same. And you can, and if you're playing with a toxic person, they can like to try to be an asshole and uh, demand die, ro- rolling dice on, die, on like rolling consistencies every time because he gets fifty-fifty chance of it going his way.
1: Yeah,
0: just don't play with that person. Right. Yeah, yeah. That th- that goes back to that. Maybe don't play with bad person. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, a good amount of attention we gave to the most important rule in the game, <laughs> which should be which should be immediately forgotten because like you know you already described it. You roll a six-sided die, um, higher is better. Uh, six always succeeds, one always fails. Though I think you hate those like crit uh, crit chances uh, unless I'm mixing my friends up.
1: Um it, it depends. Like everyone gets six and sixes, so that's that's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh the rest the rest of the stuff, uh, the rest of the game stuff in the main rule goes immediately into preparation. It uses a uh, standard forty K battlefield, at least before they got into weird numbers of like six feet by four feet. Uh ten to fifteen pieces of terrain on it, which is uh, more than I usually used to see at my friendly game store. Yeah, or your London GTs where you might have like two or three big pieces of unpainted um star Yeah. Uh, usually you don't you don't get much terrain in forty K because it gets in the way of uh, shooting the enemy from your own drop zone.
1: Yeah. Why would I want to move and I can just all oh, my guns reach you.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to punch me, I don't want to get punched. (laughs) And then uh, then Games Workshop has to, like, you know, uh, bent over backwards and twice and just roll on itself, trying to figure out how to make melee armies work. (laughs) But what if first-turn charge is desirable? Hmm. What if army goes
1: first always wins? Oh, that's weird. Oh, well. (laughs) Probably doesn't matter. (laughs)
0: And eh, you know, it, it doesn't—it doesn't mean that it's a bad game. It just means that you'll have more of a challenge going second, and that's good, right? Yeah.
1: Learn through adversity.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good for a game where you pay like sixty dollars for a rulebook.
1: Okay, so then so, on to
0: the armies. Yeah, you go. To, yeah, you do, you build two armies. The recommending point, the recommending uh, recommended starting point is seven fifty points, which is like I don't know a thousand points of, in Warhammer terms. I'd say. So it's a bit different since uh, Space Marines, or as the game refers to them, Battle Brothers, are much tougher and more expensive than in 40k. At least uh, I think they are. Because mm. it's it's five squads.
1: Of, it's twenty five Space Battle Brothers just by themselves after assault, yeah, guy, yeah. assault upper guys or you punch you guys like and then maybe yeah. a captain
0: and a some upgrades yeah yeah combined units i guess will mention when it comes to like you know army building uh the regular the regular mission the one that goes with the default rules is just uh, placing markers and then holding the markers and uh, that deployment fine. is usual yeah, it's it's fine. It works. It, it's a lot better than yeah, having your default mission be just kill points. Yeah, like not mentioning any sort of like
1: annihilation um, puts this leagues above most other war games I've seen. It's like, what what do we do?
0: Murder? That's boring. <laughs> I mean, at this point, if at this point, it probably puts it ahead of Chain of Command because everybody says that the basic uh, the basic uh, Starting combat scenario of Chain of Command is terrible, and I don't remember at this point if it's just murder guys.
1: Oh yeah, it's like yeah, there's no real objectives in Chain of Command. Um, from the first mission that
0: offers you, it's just yeah, line up and walk forward. Yeah, just sh- shoot it out, and this that's the bit, that's the worst scenario. So yeah, this this uh, this actually shows some thought built into the game. And deployment is just a roll of tick, pick, look, pick, opposite edges, alternate placing units. Which is, you know, it's fine. It works. It's not, it doesn't have the recon phase, which we both know and love from Chain of Command, but it's fine. Yeah. It's also
1: alternating individual units rather than like, I put down my whole army, you put down your whole army. I put down my half, you put down your yeah, whole team. Yeah. yeah. Which is much more interesting. It's like, oh, you put your, your snipers over there. I'm going to put my
0: anti sniper guys opposite.
1: <laughs> and yeah. you get to deal
0: with that. Uh, and uh, since we already mentioned, uh, uh, you know, alternating activations—that's how you play the game. It's alternating activations all the way down.
1: Yeah, I'm much more used to seeing that in uh, skirmish-sized games, like your Malitho, your Batman. Um, yeah. You know, stop uh, alternating. I don't see much in large games, except unless you're really bad in chain command,
0: like tremendously <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I I liked it. I've I actually played uh, uh I actually played uh, this when it was just one page rules. So I did it for I I think strategygamer.com. I played it against myself, ayo, and uh, I think the alternating activations worked really really nice. And in general, it. Uh, removes the issue that you get in 40k and the other games that don't do alternative activation, which is While well, the opponent turns started might as well go out for a smoke Yeah, I think
1: speaking of more I think the new apocalypse mode has alternating
0: units uh, you mean the new
1: apocalypse? Yeah, like the newest like it was like 2019 2020 apocalypse that came out was like I go, you
0: go for individual squads Maybe, but I think at this point it's entirely dead as far as support goes. <laughs> because if you go, if you go, if you go on the like you know Games Workshop website and enter Apocalypse, the only thing you find are those clear Apocalypse trays for five miniatures. Oh yeah. So, well, like, you know, <laughs> I don't you love it when like you know game supplements come out and you can never know how much support they'll get. Oh yeah, I, I mean I know where my my old old fifth edition apocalypse books are. Oh, that's... I know where my apocalypse books are because uh, I sold them to some <laughs> dude on eBay and I know his address. Hmm. Does he know that? Yeah. Yeah. Now. Moving on with the rules, like, when you get to activate the unit, you can choose, you can have it do one of, like, four orders, which is hold, which is stand and shoot, advance, which is move and shoot, then rush is just rushing. And charging moves the same uh, move the same distance as rush and moves into melee. Uh, it's kind of like a simpler version of what you do in bolt action, which has, like, six orders. Yeah, it's um, it's sensible because it
1: really narrows down, limits what you are actually able to do. Rather than like, I want you to do three things, like can do one thing. It makes the game makes for a faster game. Like you don't have to worry about everyone charging or running or moving.
0: Yeah, you don't have to think about uh, action points and stuff or like you know orders in infinity. You just get, you just say that the unit will do that thing and it will do that thing.
1: Yeah, like your, uh, your battle brother's um, destroyers have already just like sit still and shoot the whole game. You Like your, <laughs> your your heavy battle tank, which has a range
0: of the enemy deployment zone, can just sit still and <laughs> shoot. Yeah, but I guess uh, shooting into the enemy deployment from your own deployment is supposed to be mitigated by, by having at least 10, 15 terrain pieces on the table. Yeah, which is
1: also a consideration. Let's see. There's is rules to ignore range. I'm
0: sure there are somewhere in here. I, um, you know, so many army books. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So talking about movement, the usual movement is six inches for everyone. Uh, Squad coherence is the usual two inches. But there's the one interesting thing that you'll that you also saw me doing uh, <clears throat> my own game is having a fixed. Unit coherency, like a, a miniature has to be within six inches of every, uh, if every other member of the unit, so it basically, I guess, prevents conga lines.
1: That sounds much harder for certain factions and all. to touch back on the um, combining units.
0: Yep, yep. Um, on the other hand, since uh, usually the basic. Smallest unit building block is five dudes. It's kind of easy, but it will probably get obnoxious if for the For guardsmen or not tyrannids or whatever.
1: Yeah Um Looks like they've yeah, got this the unit sizes seem pretty standardized one three five or ten
0: Yeah, yeah one for heroes three for like beefy dudes and five for everyone else
1: Oh, there are conscripts in the Human Defense Force, who are squads of 10.
0: So you can technically have them run around in 20-man blobs, at yeah. which, which point I don't know if 6 inches becomes, uh, remains possible.
1: They may have a special rule around that.
0: Mm. Who
1: knows? Nothing I've seen. I, <laughs> I think that's really interesting like this saying like they've got to be some six inches of all other members is maybe tough like that's sort of what uh, Legion does with their sergeants or their leader options where you move it and everyone else sort of like mobs around it uh, force on force also had you pick a model it moves and then everyone else kind of like this around maintaining coherency which I quite like it's simpler than measuring every single person Cause that's,
0: yeah that's true um it's just that, I don't know, uh, you have to write the rules in a way to prevent, like, you know, uh, rubber banding or slingshotting where you're like, you know, you oh, pick a dude to move, you, you place it in the location and then everyone else somehow ends up being placed far forward from him. But, uh, again...
1: Out? Everyone else moving like 80 yeah. inches per turn while he moves 6, but... It's a question of, like, uh, expediency and play versus, um, uh, like, how hardcore, what, what tournament scene or what games is this is for. Is it a hardcore tournament game or is it sort of a beer and dice um, narrative? Yeah. Name? Like, it is is valid. Like, I think it's fair to, like, call something out when they're, they're trying to abuse this Or But what they've got here yeah. is nice and simple and...
0: Yeah, I mean this, this game tries to go for nice and simple, which is valid. For valid. yeah, yeah, uh, for like the shooting is also simple. You usually get like one or two shots per dude. You roll dice uh, to hit, then the enemy rolls defense, and if defense fails, you lose uh, you lose a wound, which usually means losing a model. Yeah. Um.
1: There are models that have tough and they get to have multiple Marines. There is a pretty few and far between.
0: Well notably tough models are those beefy guys that come in freeze heroes and vehicles so... Despite all my fury and my anger space marines aren't tough.
1: (laughs) I think the the prime marines are.
0: (laughs) Could be, I almost studiously avoid looking at them. Yeah, the Prime brothers. Yeah, yeah. They they come from the land of Amazon Prime. (laughs) So, like, the shooting is simple, and weapon profiles are also quite simple. It's just name, range, attacks, and some special rules, which there usually aren't any. Most of the guys in the game are equipped with an assault rifle, which basically uh represents anything from bolters to lasguns guns to like I don't know, maybe even the Tau right, pulse rifles.
1: I believe so. It's a twenty four inches, um one A one, which is one attack dice a one yeah. dice. Yeah. Which I like, like universality of like basic weapons makes a lot of sense. And then you can have things like the Tau book might be like, oh our guys all have I'll oh, just check. Do Tower guns shoot further?
0: Uh,
1: some of them. I have the weird pulse cones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, I, I mean, it, 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 it works for the kind of game that tries to go It works, and do you make units special via the other rules and the upgrades and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: But we'll talk about that in the army building section. <laughs> I want to talk about it now. Nah, <laughs> oh, man, just wait, just wait. We still have to go through melee and stuff. No! Melee is a bit... Melee is a bit interesting since uh, while the, like, uh, it's, uh, well, this is one of those places where you probably have to do your preference and game design thing, but you move as close as possible to the target, then the defender piles in three inches, Hmm. and then any models within two inch of the enemy strike with with all their melee weapons, which they usually don't have too many of. And the interesting thing I saw yesterday is that the defending unit may choose to strike back, which comes into play if, I guess, if you expect to be charged later in the game. Because after you strike once in combat, any other time you need to fight, you only hit on sixes. Same as being uh, pinned or routed. Yeah, kind of. So... Like, if you expect to be charged a few times and, like, the first the first group that charges you are, like, chaff conscripts that probably only hit on sixes, you don't waste your hits on them and wait for the ogres to come in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, there's no. There are no. Ongo- on the other hand, there are, aren't really ongoing melees or, like, you know, targeting because. Uh, the charging unit moves back by one after melee. So uh, yeah, and you can consolidate three inches, which doesn't allow you to consolidate into melee because, like it's usual in games, you can only move within an inch of uh, an enemy model if uh, only if you're charging.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem to say you can't move into base contact again. Oh, does it? That...
0: No, it says that you move away by an inch, and uh, yeah, on a movement you can't uh, move into touching. On the other hand, like you do melee if you're within like uh, uh, within two inches, so that would kind of allow you to try to fight the next time or something. Like you don't have to be in base contact to fight.
1: But, uh, particularly if yeah. you're like trying to overlap units and defend. Yeah, like try and help screen for allies. The 2-inch bubble for attacking, it seems like... I don't know how that would affect um, your bigger, tyrannic size guys. Maybe their bases aren't as big as I expect them to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've
1: got three of them, and they're all in like a 40-inch base, the one at the back isn't punching.
0: <laughs> that's true, that's true. But I guess they sacrificed that so they you wouldn't have to like do a lot of base shuffling and stuff which is yeah that's totally
1: fair um the melee is nice and simple like i like the melee a lot like saying yeah, uh, the finish have to do it like yeah it's, it's just and then once you've done the melee fight you have to do morale the loser does morale which i like a lot
0: yeah yeah the uh, the melee morale is just uh, the old warhammer compare wounds which unit cost and then the loser takes the morale test and if you fail and you have half the unit or less then you route which means uh, remo- being removed from the table now if if you if you lose the melee and you have half the units then you fail morale if you then you roll morale. If you fail morale, oh, yeah. you get removed from the table. If you don't, you get pinned. Right, yeah, I was looking the, at the interesting stuff. thing, he, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the interesting thing here that it says that you have half or less its total size or tough value, which means that you can route heroes. I guess.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Like you can punch down the 5 Lord with his tough twelve. haha have Done seven wounds. Now he runs away, even though he's
0: fearless. <laughs> even though he's a fearless dumb bug yeah well I don't know maybe he has special rules for not running away uh, or doing better on morale tests
1: why do we look silly if that's
0: yeah though the usual morale test is just uh, though the more often you probably take morale test for shooting which is just if you lose uh, half your total size, which I guess counts for from the starting number of the units. You take a morale test, and if you fail, you get pinned. And uh, pinned means that you can't act on your turn. You hit on 6th in melee and automatically fail morale tests. So that's if you get shot again or swamped in melee. Uh, I mean, I like that a uh, morale test exists in the game. It's better than what 8th and 9th edition did with sympathy deaths, but uh, I'm not a fan of games where which require you to kill enemy dudes to force a morale test or a pinning, you know? Yeah, that comes back to like the objective isn't violence,
1: but violence is the only way to achieve the objectives. You can't like overwhelm them or scare them off.
0: Or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh... It is like better getting... what you then you have in forty k. <laughs> so
1: how does Ninth Edition do it? I don't remember everything about 9th, because there's a lot. There's a lot of forty k editions, and they're all
0: kind of the same. Ninth uh, Edition still has sympathy deaths.
1: Oh yeah, when you lose the test, and then um, your friends will go like, "Oh no, I'm going to die as well."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, a, a guy from a unit goes like, "Nah, I'm out." That guy died. I'm I'm going with him. That's fair. Uh, that's fair and terrible. <laughs> now, uh, once, you go, once you get passed through the like you know regular melee shooting and stuff, you get into terrain rules, which is basically sort of more hammerish, uh, except cover. I don't know how what cover does now, but in this game, you get minus one to shooting an enemy in cover, and uh, to be in cover, you have to have most models in or behind cover.
1: I think cover is plus one saves.
0: 40k. Yeah. Well, cover used to be an an additional kind of save back in the bad days of 7 edition. (laughs) I don't know how it is now. Yeah, so cover is nice. It's simple. I like it when cover doesn't add to armor and just makes it harder to hit a dude.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, more cover more good. (laughs)
0: More reasons to bring terrain, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, more cover, more better. Uh, Difficult terrain is also handled easily, it only allows you to move 6 inches at a time, which means you can't rush or charge through it, or, I mean, you can probably charge in it as long as you have 6 inches to, to, like, 6 inches enough to reach the enemy. And uh Dangerous Terrain is very like seven edition, it's that that you roll dice when you move for it and if you get a six you take a wound. Which I don't so like it's
1: simple. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. This mode is
0: fine. You don't like it?
1: Uh they expand on this rule in the um, the basic rules. and I don't like their expansion.
0: Yeah, so at this point we can probably talk about those fancier expansion expansion editions because one page rules just don't end with uh simple two-page rulebook because like as we mentioned you have a lot a lot of other stuff going and i know you have opinions about the uh, other (laughs) books because because aside from core rules and army books you have the basic rule book which uh, they describe as the beginner's guide that explains the rules more thoroughly and it's what like 16 pages of explanations yep it's compared to the 32 for their um,
1: paid version, which, you know, that's still, that's still a very short rulebook.
0: Yeah, but the difference is that while uh, Basic Rulebook expands the stuff you saw in those two pages, Full Rulebook add, adds a lot of stuff you hadn't seen in this game before, but you have seen in other games.
1: Mm. And you can see it all on the, the first page of the Basic Rules, because it's just the same contents page repeated. It's <laughs> so like, oh, Advanced Rules, that sounds cool. Oh, this a page sixteen. Oh
0: well. Yeah, yeah, but um, the advanced, the advanced, uh, well, not the the advanced rules, which is what they call all the stuff that goes beyond the basic rule book, is like uh, all sorts of terrain placement rules, deployment styles, which is always boring in any game. Extra missions and side missions. I, extra missions just add other obj- other mission obje- objectives aside from, like, you know, uh, capture, the, capture the objective markers, which this book refers to as dual, which is just go grab objective markers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like these side missions. Um, I first saw them in Infinity with this classified deck, which I still love. Um, and, um, yeah, 40 40 is kind of brought in with, like, you know, Shooting down as many big guys as you can, or holding out of zones.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 it's even in the new Kill Team.
1: Yeah. Um, and also has cards in Kill Team. I think it's uh, Warcry has cards as well. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of uh, objectives. Oh, I love the card-based mission building in Warcry. I wish more
0: GW games would do it, because it's so much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And if we're going on an aside, it's probably good when Games Workshop incorporates uh, rules they trialed in the smaller games into the bigger ones. Mm. Got one somewhere. Instead of integrating the rules from bigger games into smaller ones, like it happened with 8th edition Kill Team, which was terrible. Yeah. I I was so happy when they announced that they ditched all the mechanics in the uh, Kill Team 2E to make something entirely bespoke. And they made something more more war cry than tabletop just cut it down. It was smart. Cut that wasn't a good yeah. idea.
1: Apart from the we <laughs> bespoke measurement things, but that's just, you know. They sell plastic. We gonna make plastic things to sell you.
0: Yeah, yeah. We could probably we could probably make a just a separate podcast discussing how terrible those shape measurements are. Why
1: is why is the three-sided object one inch? Why is the circle? Not
0: one each. Oh my god. Okay, if this uh, <laughs> if this podcast takes off and we get a Patreon, this is going to be our first Patreon exclusive episode.
1: It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Kill team shapes. Why? Oh. Okay, so back onto advanced rules. So they they add a lot of stuff, like extra actions, which. Uh, which adds on to the four base actions you can do in the game which has you hide better, fight better, uh, you know, gives you more versatility and options though which is yeah, sure. This, these are advanced rules, these expand the game. These I are all optional too. Yeah, yeah. All all of this is optional. So So you can play with some of the which is great. They also do stuff like solid buildings, random events. Battlefield conditions, which most games forget. I know that in Infinity you used to basically never do battlefield conditions like zero-G or uh, (laughs) Saturation.
1: Oh, yeah, I love the one with like, we make a good armor save, you get to roll and make another armor save because that's what you get, buddy.
0: (laughs) You're an 18, do it again. (laughs) Um. And then the game goes even bigger with total conversions, which add Fog of War, which despite what it sounds like, is uh, basically randomly determining which units you can activate during a game. Though usually each total conversion hides a few variants under it. So this is where you can fight brutal damage, which includes stuff like basically every weapon having gets hot, uh, doing the necromunda, missing the enemy and hitting your friends, stuff like that.
1: Uh... I oh, mean, you roll to roll. I hate rolling to roll. <laughs> oh, you, I know. You shot me your I friends.
0: Now roll again, like. Oh. <laughs> Look the alternative way. to the alternative to rolling to roll is mortal wounds, and I will never say that mortal wounds are a good thing ever. Hmm. I think mortal wounds is crits, right? Like, but, yeah. Yeah, mortal wounds exist like crits and under the brutal damage rules. But you have to confirm them, I guess.
1: Yeah, which is more. Which is more fun, yeah. They got um the old uh, damage to your guns and stuff, like they used to do in forty K before everything had wounds and then would just at certain breakpoints they would get worse. I don't know if I like that better than yeah. like Ah, I've destroyed a turret. Like, oh okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, yeah, not- Brutal. Uh, yeah, Brutal brutal Damage has the, like, you know, vehicle and monster damage charge, which is something that Games Workshop never understood that, like, you know, having a uh, uh, card effects that can take any sort of damage and just keep on trucking versus uh, tanks that can explode from a, luck, a lucky melta strike, like, that this isn't great, <laughs> that those two, two things work on separate rules. Yeah. Uh, and I'm usually, you know, I'm usually a fan of uh, vehicles having their own bespoke damage, damage damage tables. I know you are not, so, like, you know. Uh, I, I like it the when win- it's good.
1: Optional. I like good things. Like, yeah. I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, the, the monster vehicle damage table is interesting. It's 3d6 plus uh, wounds. And then you compare it to the chart from 10 to 12, you know. So if you do one wound, you got a good chance of immobilizing it. I say good chance, it's like, Thirty percent chance to immobilize it, and three to nine to cleanse it. So you want to hurt a big critter a lot to do anything.
0: Yeah, you notably you can't really kill them unless you do four or more wounds of damage, because uh, uh, insta kill is a sixteen plus result, and uh, on the, and and you usually roll 2d6 plus X. So you need to do at least four points of damage to have a chance of exploding something.
1: And the effects being cumulative also has the exciting ability of your convexes can't hit at a certain point. Like, 3d6 plus 1 is a... It's like a 3% chance that your convex is now minus 1 every time it takes a wound.
0: Now, I'm doing the only thing that matters in this life, which is checking whether whether Space Marines can One shot the Carnifex, and (laughs) yes. Battle Brothers can be upgraded with... uh, The heavy weapons they get are...
1: Yeah, so to get a a 16-plus on 2d6, you need at least to do 4 wounds something, and looking at like our big Hive Turrent friendo, who is Toughness, uh, 12. Mm -hmm. Defense, 2-plus. So you've got to get through his 2-plus save somehow, which is probably your AP multiplicative weapons. Because our oh, guns have AP, like AP 2, 3, 1, which is a flat negative to the defensive yeah. role.
0: so 2+, 3+, 4+, 5+, So you can't, you, you can't really kill a tank or a Carnifex with a single uh, Missile Launcher frag round, because it's only deadly free, but you can definitely kill stuff dead with... Uh, the, either the regular Melta or the heavy Melta. Curiously enough, you can't kill, a, you can't insta-gib a full, a full healthy tank with the laser cannon, which is deadly free, which only does free damage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but if you can hit it more than once.
0: Yeah. Well, t- seeing how Space Marines are uh, quality free defense too, you probably have a good chance of hitting it more than once.
1: Yeah, those cannons A two, AP four. Well, that's that's not fun. So two attacks hitting on threes defended by on three, three, four, sixes? I'm out of math.
0: Well, well, laser cannon and laser cannons, fusion rifles and other non-40k weapons named so uh, named very much <laughs> non-copyrightably only have attack one. so, you know, it's not like you can spam that stuff.
1: Okay. Which is good. Like, um, That's really exciting to see that you have to make choices in the game before the combat starts. You're like, am I going to bring all the guns and just murder things, murder individual, or am I have to like fight four hundred people? But this is also like, are you just bringing this list to a tournament and bringing it to first your friend who only has guard?
0: Uh, I think that I think that, uh, the rules, they also have this one thing in this game where you called reinforcement rules, where you have. Uh, Stable roster that takes up 75% of your like total army points and then you can bring free lists free variations Free lists for the remaining 25% of the points so like you know if you go into the game and you see that the enemy brought nothing but infantry you can probably bring your reinforcement group that has the uh, anti-infantry weapons and stuff to Bolster (laughs) your combined arms main force That's cool I think that's cool, and it's better than whatever nonsense summoning and reinforcement rules were in eight or nine edition. <laughs> so yeah, the going into so yeah, if you if so yeah, you probably uh, the humble listener can get the idea that by going deeper into the rules and deeper into the one page offerings, you can make this game well not everything you well not anything you wanted to be, but you it can it can really get deep.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of dials you can twist to make it into more of the game that you want, as opposed to the GW game, which is like, this is what it is, and you don't get to make this better. You can't really alter, like, 40k into being more competitive. Although there was, I remember years ago, the old, like, Swedish comp systems, which would rebuild every part of list making and stuff, which felt very much like, not wasted effort, but at a certain point, <laughs> why are you playing this one not just making your own, or...
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the uh, Dungeons & Dragons conundrums. Why are you making a D&D hack and not playing another, a better game? Yeah. Uh, though, like, you know, in a bit of fairness, I have to say that three modes of play exist in Warhammer. It's called open play, narrative play, and matched play. And
1: all that. Probably ah! everyone... Ah!
0: Every- Probably everybody only ever plays Matched, but like, you know, I love it though, how they had to introduce uh, the novel idea of just bring whatever models you have and just fight with them as an <laughs> official rules thing, which always blew my mind.
1: Exciting time. Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring my guys. Here are my four main blades. Oh, you've got Space
0: rings. Okay. Okay, <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> So yeah, Grimdark Future, 30-40 uh, models per army, played in 60-90 minutes and expanded to wherever you want to make it go. Now, since I mentioned 30-40 units, we can finally go to army building, which is what you were excited, and that's probably what we're all excited in any game we'll ever play.
1: A really cool points calculator um, available too. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you can make your own units. The, but the
0: one thing we... Uh, I I consciously passed uh, when we were going through the main rules is the combined units rule, which allows you to take two copies of the same unit and deploy them and run them as a single model. As long as you have, uh, as long as both of those units have the same upgrades that apply to the entire unit. So like, if you know you brought your, uh, Planetary, Defense Force, Veterans, uh, Carapace Armor. Like, the both copies have to have Carapace Armor. So that's nice. And this is all where you where uh, the thing you mentioned about unit coherency and, like, 10 dude squads comes in because you can technically run 20, uh, 20 conscripts and stuff.
1: Yeah, and you can also bring along, like, that's to say, you bring out your... Uh... Your alien hives, because alien hives are the coolest faction. It's just the way it is. Um, all your monsters are on sixty millimeter bases. If you bring two squads of three, like say you're like your ravenous beasts, like that's gonna be tough to fit in a six by six box.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: At least there's no pie plates going around.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have blast templates and stuff. It just has like you know whatever it's you whatever rolling dicing happens in 80 and 90, where you just hit a unit and then, I guess, hit units within a certain range of it. Uh, There's also a wide variety of uh, army lists existing in the game now. Uh, They cover basically every 40k faction you know. And uh, interestingly enough, it has... uh, what I understand, the rule books for uh, certain, you know, Warpath war uh, factions.
1: Yeah, um, there's like 26 or so army books. And making new yeah, armies and is, the... is really well supported, which is, I, I think it's fantastic. It's really cool to, like, not be limited into the Trad 40k offerings or you can bring your, um like, Feudal Guard, you can bring in your old uh, Bretonnians. And have a have a fun time.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bretonians and like you know uh, some Holmes. of the tougher uh, stuff from uh, from Empire. You're totally legit. Different uh, Skaven. Yeah, yeah. They have two versions of Skaven, which is I guess one of them is for people who really want the. Uh, I guess. For those people who really wanted the rats in space or people who imagine the uh, Hrad as a uh, space caven. And they also have the Vile Ratus cult, which is mm, which is probably the more uh, technologically advanced space rats from, yeah, from, 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 from Nantik. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Vermin guys. Yeah. Or... Oh no! They're uh, an army collabor- uh, created in collaboration with that evil one who made an army of, uh, the who modeled an army of Ratman models. Yeah, uh, the Warpath ones. Yeah, the, the dwarf guilds are basically uh, basically squads, but they're definitely made to use the uh, Mantic models. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're
1: pretty well covered if you have some sort of science fiction army in a large enough size. If you've got fifty bottles of any random guys, you can probably find someone close to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. My only concern is with these these, these many army like you know box It should be it could it could and should be harder to balance them. And I don't know if it's like you know just anecdotal stuff, but I played uh, a I played guardsman against. Uh, Rebel guerrillas against my friend once and I got entirely wiped because I f uh, if if he didn't cheat in army building, rebel guerrillas get some really nice upgrades on the units that just allowed them to rip rip through everything. Like, you know, so we had a basic basically a similar amount of uh, similar amount of guardsman type units, only he had much better guns.
1: Yeah, he's got his guerrilla tactics where here can the unit can get like Plus one is shooting or AP plus one or plus one to melee, which adds up. <laughs> like ambush is good, yeah, supporting base yeah. is good, which is the um, old tail marker thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Grebel Gorillas is basically made for those people who always want to find to, to play either Guerwessa uh, or whatever. And <laughs> uh, so, it makes sense that it's imbalanced and annoying.
1: Yeah, I think it's fine if everyone is unbalanced in their own special way, and you've got to like overcome those obstacles. If it's unbalanced in the sense of like, no, you can just play rebel Gorillas because they're just really good. They're like just mm-hmm. better. Like that's not the kind of unbalanced. Like asymmetry yeah. is great. Like the machine yeah, col- asymmet- shouldn't play advanced. like infected colonies. Shouldn't play like havoc brothers. But there's only so much design space, I yeah. guess, in a d6 system, and they're really pushing it. Mm. To-
0: yeah, but the rest of it I think is nice. So you, they fill fill out all the like you know 40k factions you'll ever want. Even, even the, the they even have uh, rules for knights, though not titans. Oh yeah. Another interesting thing is that they split up uh, Mechanicum into the Machine Cult and the Machine Cult Defilers. So in the Machine Cult you get your scatari stuff and the uh, machine called the filers to get all the culty nonsense servitors
1: yeah they're both um oh sorry the but anyway the cult, cult stuff is also really nice
0: yeah but, but yeah back to army building it's pretty simple you have 700 you have, you have your uh allotted point limit and you build (coughs) and you just build it and you just build whatever army you want within those points the uh competitive rules add uh, add a bit bit of a difference to it because you are limited to how many heroes you can take per what point cost and how many duplicates of a unit you can get so that works nicely yeah heroes and i think it's one of those yeah yeah i think it's one of those rules that you'd probably want to do even when you're playing with just friends and not in a tournament? I
1: don't know. I think a, a hero hammer list of Battle Brother captains could be very funny. Like, you can just. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, here's not a thousand points worth of captains. Can you beat
0: them up with some of your <laughs> crappy guardsmen? <went>? Good luck! <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. But yeah, you already mentioned how uh, the, the way upgrades go. Uh, usually. When you look at the army list in the game, which we can't display since we're an audio podcast, you have an army, you have a unit entry, which says the name, how many miniatures are per unit, quality defense, uh, equipment, which is guns, then special rules, and then upgrades. And upgrades bring you to a chart of upgrades. So like, you know, a a human defense force commander chooses from the... A list and like an infantry squad, Uh, you know, guardsman chooses from lists A, D, and F. These roll out army specific. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, those uh, those uh, charts are extremely army specific. So and some 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 of them are usually limited, like for a single unit, like ogreens, they have their own chart to get to allow you to replicate all sorts of uh, like you know Games Workshop (laughs) ogreens. So that's nice.
1: Yeah, I, I quite like their upgrade chart system. It's a bit squished in for an, um, for the space they want to use, but it's also, like, the idea is the list fits on an A4 page, right? I understand the constraint they're working with, but I'd love a bit more, like, this space between the lines.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but in the end of the day, they managed to fit a full guardsman u- unit list that will allow you to recreate basically everything you wanted to two functional page free if you count the cover and the background story. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can skip those. But like that's yeah, it's just so simple and just effective. I can't think of the many units you wouldn't be able to get a very close facsimile towards.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's generally a good thing and it's great. And if you take the uh Officially provided Battlescribe files, so you don't even have to do it with pen and paper, which just saves time, nerves, and trees. Just fighting
1: <laughs> for the app, I guess.
0: Battlescribe is free, and. Uh... Yeah. So, this is one other area where uh, one page rules, I mean, Grimdark Futures, I mean, whatever, stands head and shoulder above uh, Games Workshop, which did not manage to release a working rules app in the year of our lore 2020.
1: Yeah, that's almost embarrassing.
0: It is embarrassing, especially considering how many games have their rules entirely free and their army builders entirely cool, like, you know, Infinity.
1: Yeah, Infinity like, amazing with their um, army, army builder support. Support for, like, giving you a list of, like, here is my invisible guides as well, so
0: you know that I'm not cheating. So make a bit of paper! Yeah, yeah, you can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even the army, army builder, uh, even the Infinity Army builder has like button to like you know show your sanitized army list where you don't betray any information to the enemy that he shouldn't know. Uh, It's absolutely great, and a battle scribe document is also good for like you know a simple rule set that has like nearly four thousand patrons. I think it's good. I think it's great.
1: I haven't used it since the and battle like, days. Uh, Sorry.
0: Huh? I haven't
1: used Battle Scribe since the battle days, so maybe my memories are um, poisoned by having to just
0: really make that, really try to make that work. Well, uh, well, you know, this is a, a light and life or whatever, like, you know, English second language uh, rule system. So, battle scri- using it on battles, uh, building stuff on Battlescribe is fairly easy. Uh, especially when my most of my battle scribe use came from trying to build 30k lists, which are so badly managed they would crash my phone. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, yeah. So, like you know, uh, one page rules. Good army building uh, could maybe use some guardrails sometimes, uh, but other than that, you can definitely build an army list of your liking if you want. If you want to, if you want to fill. Uh, so those starting recommended 750 points with just conscripts, which will give you 100 uh, trash infantry. Okay. You're uh, free to do that. If you wanted, if you go, want to go for something smoother and cooler, you can build uh, yourself a cool, smaller guardsman guardsman uh, group. Which, at 750 points, usually allows you to take one light vehicle and uh, basically a platoon of dudes. Yeah,
1: there's not much support for the old uh, Chimera spam in the Human Defense Forces, but the Light ABC costing 200 points. Yep. Especially when a squad costs 45? Oh, sorry. 55 points for a squad, That's that's a bit much.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely meant for a lower number play than regular 40k. And don't forget, that's 55 points for, like, five guardsmen. So if you want, like, you know, a full uh, full infantry squad, you'll paying 110 before upgrades. And, uh, and while... You know, unit champions, like, you know, sergeants and stuff, don't exist in the game. One of the assault, uh, one of the upgrade options is usually giving one dude in the squad sergeant upgrade. Yeah. Uh, You can always throw in a hero. Yeah. Uh, And the game usually accounts for your desire to throw in a hero because, like, Chimera's carrying capacity is 11. So you can put a... uh, Combined squad of infantry, ten dudes, and then uh, a commander or an executioner or a drill sergeant to allow them to run around the, the uh, table.
1: Oh, it's um, ammo building itself just seems great. Like just being able to just see it all at once is also really there's not much. There's no page flipping in this, which is great. You can tell what all your special rules are at all times because there are you know there's like yeah. a half dozen of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the regular USRs you just open the uh, the second page of the rule book, and for the army special rules you have them listed just below the uh, usually main list because the army lists are usually broken down where one page lists infantry and the second lists tanks. So, like, if you want to like you know build your guardsman force, all the special rules are laid out just below the list, so you immediately know what the executioner does or what a field radio does. Hmm. It's great, it's good, it's good rules writing, it's good formatting, it's good practice all around. I love it. Yeah, I'd love to
1: give it a go someday, but all my 40k stuff is in boxes that I don't want to open up unless I'm selling it, so... And there's also a playground. A playground?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So... Moving from army building, excuses to buy miniatures. Well, this game is an excuse to buy 40k miniatures through and through.
1: Well, not even that. I think it's an excuse to buy any of your cool favorite sci fi guys. Like, um, Mantic, as mentioned, have a lot of really cool looking, in my opinion, um, not human guards. Like, uh, their V-Men are really cool. Um, almost all their Warpath armies have a certain degree of, like, I'd, I'd put it, uh, their Plague guys are dope. They're, um, Nameless and neat.
0: Their play guys have their own army list in this.
1: Yeah, you would have to like try and convert on a bunch of um walkers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also you also get to buy like you know other even smaller games like Maelstrom's Edge and stuff. Yeah, um, there's. You're probably never gonna play Maelstrom's Edge in your like you know your <laughs> lifetime, but with this, you can totally do it.
1: Yeah, I really and as mentioned, they've got their own line of um, 3D printable models, which are thoroughly affordable.
0: Yeah, 3D printable models and standees.
1: Yeah, the standees are fine. Like, nothing wrong with playing some cardboard every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Their army bundles on my mini factory probably need to be updated at some point. Like their alien hives. Oh yeah, they just make them. But the Battle Brothers are just like a squad of 12 guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah. As far as excuses to buy miniatures, this is great. Just uh, and if you if you pitch to the Patreon, you can get like you know the advanced rules and the advanced rules even have I mean total conversions even have suggestions how to play it in six millimeter or fifteen millimeter and stuff. So how to play it multi based? Uh, it's hey. It can be your girlfriend if you want it to be.
1: <laughs> they have um, an AI system as well.
0: AI system, campaign rules, the whole shebang. And this is us talking only about the main, like, you know, the main 40k rules. And, so, and they also have Age of Fantasy rules, which cover both Warhammer Fantasy and the, and the Age of Sigmar, as far as I understand. There are firefight rules, which is like individual units. So your kill teams and your, uh, uh, it's I the forgot what games. the yeah, yeah, AOS kill teams. So, so yeah, like this is great. If you want to, if you want to like basically save money on rules and focus only on buying miniatures, then you won't even have to buy that many miniatures. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, I don't know if I could go as far as to say that this is the future of uh, gaming, but it should. It would be really be nice if it was. <laughs> I think this kind of design has a lot of, um, there's a lot
1: that GW could learn from this in its simplicity and yeah. you know, its um, universality. They kind of maybe aren't as interested as they potentially should be, but they're yeah. a billion dollar company yeah. and I'm unemployed, so what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, as, as we established that we can, uh, that uh, this is basically everything you want out of an excuse to buy miniatures, we could do the compliment sandwich, which is, I guess, uh, could be us saying uh, in alternating activations, one thing we like about the game, one thing we don't like about the game, and one thing we like about the game, I guess. Sure. So why don't you start with one thing you really like about the game? Um, I love that they've, for the most part, eliminated
1: rolling to roll. Like, you don't roll to hit, and re-roll, and roll to wound, and re-roll, and roll to save, and re-roll, and roll to special save, and re-roll. Like, there's not ten operations to see if you hurt a person, and that's fantastic. It's just, I roll the dice! Oh,
0: shit, I roll it again! Alright, now you deal with that.
1: Which makes it so much faster.
0: Yeah, uh... For my part, I'm going to say that I love the split into quality and defense that happened between the games, and that it really helps you capture a lot of uh, a lot of character of the army before you get to the like you know uh, special rules and equipment. And usually, like equipment isn't that uh, isn't uh, that much different be- from unit to unit, but it really helps. It's it it really puts in a lot of flavor in a small package. So, now tell me something you don't like about the Grand Art future. So this is maybe a weird complaint I haven't thought through, but as
1: I was reading through the rules, um, there is dangerous terrain, which we basically covered where you move through it and you take a wound on a roll of a one. Um, That's per per model walking through. If you're tough, you roll a number of dice equal to your tough value and take a wound for every one. That's so you walk, so the the Carnifex walks through. Ow, that hurt! How did I hurt myself? I'll do that again. Ow, that hurt, and, and just dies. You got to your cool critter to death because it charged through
0: the wrong thing. Well, I'm going to say that this is probably meant to be like you know a Carnifex breaking its leg and then breaking its neck, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you're highly unlikely to like you know uh, lose your uh, uh, what's let, let's look Lehman rest is tough 12 so if you're if you're rolling like 12 1s, uh, then you're just cardinally unlucky and yeah. you'll get domed by a meteorite once you step outside but uh, I I understand what you mean but it's
1: also unlikely like for the big guys to do it but you're a captain rolling three ones isn't
0: like impossible yeah yeah Because, like, yeah, like, the uh, Guardsman captain is tough three, so, yeah, rolling three ones can happen. And considering how many crits and stuff I rolled during my yesterday's uh, trial of Kill Team 2, my uh, tabletop simulator, I can definitely see your commander just stepping in a puddle and drowning.
1: I mean, it's basically the thought was, I'm going to move my squad of, you know, trash and sit in the minefield. And if you want to charge them, you can come in and eat free deaths before, I, before we fight back. Like, yeah. I'm going to lose some guys doing it, but you're going to lose a lot more trying to move them. But it's also, <laughs> that's also really thematic and really cool. And I'm not like... It doesn't break the game. It's just like, oh, that's, that's really rough. Mm.
0: Um, so, for my thing about the, the, what I don't like uh, about it is that I don't know, maybe it would probably be that there are really that many armies in it because it's uh, like Games Workshop can't balance its own armies. It has too many on the plate and I don't know how well this game can do it. And it also brings up like a personal distaste of mind from the days when I was at least somewhat involved in what was previously Heralds of Ruin Kill Team and how it ballooned into half-baked armies and even less baked units once uh, the main guy stepped away to give the control to fans so yeah i'm not a fan of like trying to cover all of the seats and then eventually spreading your attention so thin. it's even duncan thinks you need three coats of that yeah i think 27 factions is maybe
1: 20 too many but also the options are there and it's it's cool they've
0: provided them rather than it's actually probably more than twenty-seven factions because you have uh, battle brother detachments and uh, have a brother detachments, which is adds uh, special units to like you know dark angels or oh, four absolutely. Dark angels. I'm
1: just looking at their um, just Yeah, just, sp- looking I just looking at those. Files are, that's right? all I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. So yeah, and back to the things we like. You go first. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that I really love how well supported this small game is. Like it's, it, it has probably more support and more options than some of the like you know I have an actual company behind me, big game releases. Like in both sense that you have rule books that explain the game better, and you have uh, official battle scribe stuff, and you have AI rules and stuff, and I just love it. If you want to get it into the game, you can start, you can go from zero to playing the game pretty damn fast. I'm sh- I'm, I'm not sure if they don't have a, table, a dedicated tabletop simulator mod yet. I'm sure if they had it, they'd probably mention it here. But yeah, it's just great. Everything's there. Just go play the game. Like you don't have models? Sure. Print standees. Don't like standees? Print, 3D print models. Don't like three D printing? Well, can't ask you much at this point, but you can go buy <laughs> Warhammer. So yeah, I love it; it's great. It gives you everything.
1: Yeah, I'm um, honestly the same thing. Um, that it seems so like like a collaboration of all these indie groups, like in a time when GW is really like stepping on the neck of, um, uh, you know, f- for v- completely valid reasons. I think like protecting RP is you know it's how they make their money. But like the evil one, and like some of the people working for One Page Rules have like avoided that or not avoided that, and being able to be like, okay, well, we'll just go make stuff for the other guys who so will like support us and help us out and make their stuff even cooler than it was, and it's already pretty cool. So yeah, yeah,
0: uh, it, this game has uh, a lot going for it. So for the penultimate section of the podcast. Uh, would you play Grimdark Future?
1: Oh, I was just thinking that. I think I've got some mates who want to play some old second edition Warhammer and I might be like, I'll play that with
0: you. If you can uh, uh, I'll take it as a yes and I'll also say that yes, I yeah. would play I would play Grimdark Future. I played it against myself, I played it against a friend, and I think this is a smashing game. It has the uh, unlike unlike the many smaller other games. It has the customization that really scratches your itch, and, like regular 4Dk, but it doesn't saddle it with terrible rules and like you know sacred cow game design and stuff. So yeah, this is a great game, and uh, I think it's good, and I love it. Yeah, Did you do way with five dollars. Yeah, you could do a lot worse with five dollars, like. You probably can't get anything for $5 on Games Workshop. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, uh, So we both like the game, and this is the time for our outro, our conclusion to everything. Um, Since we don't have many announcements or uh, any fan mail at this point, I can say that uh, I enjoyed the experience of uh, talking about the game uh life and i hope we don't have terrible audio issues when it comes to editing and then we (laughs) can do it again well where can people find you like what
1: else do you do when you're not doing podcasts and annoying people on twitter
0: ah shit uh well annoying people on twitter is my is my hobby and stuff but uh i have a blog it's uh Called uh, Barrel Drill. It's just Barrel where I most of the time review games, but sometimes talk about miniatures. Uh, I'm generally a game reviewer, so I got, get published on War Gamer, Strategy Gamer, PC Invasion, sometimes even PC Games N. So, Ooh. and I also have my, and I also sell, and I also sell T-shirts on Redbubble. So, if you want to find me, I'm probably over half the internet. <laughs> it's okay. Well, where can they go look at your stuff if you have any that you want to advertise?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, Cass's Shots. This is, it's got like five S's in it C-A-S-S Shots. And then, yeah, I do photography when I'm doing this. Most of my gaming stuff is just among friends and like critiquing things in private. Yeah like share subscribe you know (laughs) yeah follow for follow i don't
0: know ring whatever the equivalent to of the bell is on this one Mm. so yeah uh bye and see you all next time bye